it is necessary to investigate before legislating. But the line between investigating and persecuting is a very fine one. The investigators tell us it seems the suspect was going to pass them, then turned and fired. Christine, Laura, what you're seeing behind me is one of multiple locations. Arise to support the impeachment of President Donald J. Trump. And I'm about to talk to him about allegations that he was involved with prostitutes in Moscow and that the Russians taped it and have leverage over him. Before we get to our guest, I wanted to talk to you about something that's really important to me, which is privacy. Moving money around, moving information, sending messages in today's world with Web 3.0 coming down the pike. Privacy is very critical, especially to a journalist like myself. Utopia P2P is a complete privacy ecosystem. It's a 360-degree approach to privacy. It includes everything you need to move information or value around the world. It includes a encrypted messenger service, an email platform, and cryptocurrency payment system. It's fully decentralized, so it's not on any main server. It's based on blockchain, so it's distributed. It has an unmatched level of security. It has a feature-rich toolkit on the system uh, that supports 28 languages. There's a very low barrier to entry, and it also supports Bitcoin and also their coin internally. So if you're looking for a way to move information and money around the world where you don't want prying eyes uh, looking at what you're doing, go to Utopia P2P and have complete privacy on their system. And now let's get to our guest. Welcome to Information Operation. It's been an exciting day down in the great state of Georgia, where we have the Georgia record. And we're lucky again to have with us Garland Favorito of VoterGA.org, who had an interesting conversation on John Frederick's radio show this morning, hat tip to John Frederick's for setting that up, with an interview with Secretary of State, Georgia Secretary of State, Brad Raffensperger, who was instrumental in really what happened from November 2020 on. Garland, welcome to the show. Todd, good to be back with you. Thank you. So uh, if you could just please tell us uh, what happened this morning and your reaction to it as to what Raffensperger had to say to the, uh, to the people of Georgia. Sure. Well, the first thing that happened um, was the fact that he actually inter- did an interview at all. Uh, John Fredericks got him uh, to interview. He went down early and set up there um, for, I think his show starts at six o'clock. So he was down there early this morning, uh, set up, and Brad Ravensburger agreed to uh, be interviewed and to take questions. Um, And Brad took questions for a solid hour and a half. uh, And um, a lot of questions in addition came from John Fredericks um, at at the beginning of the show. So for, for two solid hours, Brad Ravensberger was taking questions, and there were no easy questions asked. Um, uh, Bridget Thorne called in. I called in. Mark Davis, who's done a lot of um, uh, work on voter eligibility and statistics, uh, he called in. The callers from both in-state and out-of-state asked incredibly good questions, very pointed. Um, And um, I think that uh, Brad did not know uh, what he was in for. Um, it was, um, and, and to his credit, he managed to survive, but um, 
it was a very interesting two hours of uh, him on being cross-examined. So, you know, we were talking before this, it sounds like the, uh, the internal polling must have, must be very bad for him in the November election for Secretary of State, which he's running again, and he has several strong primary components or opponents. Um, go into the questions, what, how did it, how, especially with your interaction, did I read somewhere? Um, sure. How did that go? Well, I, I good. Um, yeah. So in my, in regards to my interaction, I think you're right. I mean, the polling must be really terrible for him. And I know he's lost a lot of uh, his supporters uh, from the, his last election. So, um, but my, my question revolved around the sworn affidavits for the counterfeit ballots. And John questioned him uh, on this extremely well. Uh, but, um, I followed up because Brad didn't really answer the questions. And my, my issue was that we, we had done um, everything right. We had basically um, had six sworn affidavits of counterfeit ballots in that audit on, that was on November 14th. And I told Brad, I was there when they found the counterfeit ballots. And, the, and I saw the county officials ignore their concerns. Uh, the next day, it was November the 15th, that, that night, the, uh, all six of the people who I know, they did actually uh, filled out sworn affidavits under penalty of perjury that uh, they believed that they were counterfeit ballots. And um, we heard um, uh, a bunch of explanations, but I explained to him there is no rational explanation for this other than the fact they're counterfeit ballots. So the simple solution that we did uh, to try to solve the problem was to have a public inspection of the ballots. Um, that's, you know, common sense. You got, you know, Republicans and Democrats can agree. Let's look at it. Let's see what the truth is and see who won, just the way an election in America is supposed to be conducted. And we spent thousands of dollars over a year trying to, uh, trying to simply trying to get that public inspection. And then uh, I challenged him on the fact that you claim that uh, you were for that uh, uh, our unsealing of the ballots, and he said it. He said it again on the show. But in reality, you were uh, you being Brad Ravensburg was fighting us every step of the way with the amicus brief um, in our case uh, to and to prevent the public ballot inspection. He constantly opposed the inspection everything we're, we're uh, trying to do. And his investigators even uh, made false claims about Susie Voiles, uh, claiming that that um, she had recanted her story. Uh, so that's kind and of- Susie was the one of the witnesses, right, that had an affidavit showing that she saw- Absolutely, absolutely she was. And um, so here's what, um, and you know, Brad was making statements. I've got one of the statements here that he made to uh, Channel Two. How much he was he was okay with the judge voting to unseal the ballots. Well, the same day that he made that statement, his his attorney general, uh, assistant attorney general, was in court arguing against us with an amicus brief filed against us in our case. And here, this is the certified copy of it. And he claimed that, well, that was Chris Carr, the attorney general. 
and it was not um it was it was not him he said chris carr did his thing and he does his thing well obviously anybody knows that chris carr the attorney general did not have to file this amicus brief he filed it explicitly on behalf of secretary of state brad ravensburg who now denies that uh, he filed the amicus brief on his behalf. Well, let me show you the amicus brief itself. This is the filed stamped copy of the amicus brief. And it says, motion of Georgia Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger to file the amicus brief in response to the petitioner's motion to unseal paper ballots. So this amicus brief will put him on record as I explained to him, and the entire state on record as being against election transparency. Well, that's an untenable position for any Secretary of State to be in, and therefore he, he disavowed knowledge of his own amicus brief live on John Frederick's show. It was one of the most amazing things that I have ever seen. We've known that this gentleman will lie without conscience, but this was just pretty atrocious. And here's the proof. You can call up John, John Frederick's video. You can see it with your own eyes to prove beyond any shadow of doubt, once again, that Brad Ravensburger has lied to the people of the state of Georgia. Now, I went on to um, question him about uh, Susie Boyles, and I explained to him that his his investigators said that Susie Boyles was was had recounted her story and has changed it and all that. And I explained to uh, Secretary Ravensburger that Susie Boyles has never never changed her story. And I was there the day that they found the counterfeit ballots. I saw the county officials ignore it. And Susie Voles, I've talked to her many times after that, she has never, ever changed her story in any substantive way. And I explained to him that his, his IGs uh, lied about her, and he was quite offended by that. But um, there really is no, no specific uh, answer uh, for all that. So, that was a little bit, Todd, about what I, um, our interaction today. Um, and I, you know, I explained to him that unless he has a public inspection of the ballots, then uh, no one is really going to believe him uh, that, that, in fact, there are no counterfeit ballots there. So that's, that's basically the story, Todd, in a nutshell. Um, I uh, thank you for, for having me on and talking about this. Um, the Many of the other, uh, the other folks who called in, Bridget Thorne, Mark Davis, uh, were equally as uh, vocal and as, um, you know, uh, uh, aggressive in a, you know, in a, in a friendly manner. We didn't, uh, we weren't obnoxious, but we, uh, aggressively challenged his false information and that he continues to spew. And, and it's, this is a little bit of a difficult, uh, different situation for Brad because he's used to talking to complicit media that will print 
or report anything he says. Today on the John Frederick Show, he was confronted with real informed citizens like Bridget, like Mark, like myself, and others who called in, both from within Georgia and outside the state of Georgia. Uh, so it was quite interesting. And um, I, I am, am grateful to uh, the secretary for allowing us to, to ask the tough questions. And I told him that at the beginning, but the bottom line is he doesn't have answers and he even has false answers. So that's a nutshell of, of where it is, uh, where we stood uh, today, Todd. Um, and I uh, thank you for, for having me on and to talk about it a little bit. And hopefully we'll get to the truth one day, but it doesn't seem like it's going to be uh, coming through Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger's office or Attorney General Chris Carr, for that matter. Uh, Attorney General Carr's brief that he filed on behalf of Secretary of State Raffensperger, this is the one that I showed you earlier, is out on VoterGA.org legal tab. If you go to VoterGA.org legal tab, you can find that brief and you can see our response to the brief well, and we outline point by point the false information and the false claims that were in that brief. So uh, I urge everyone to check it out. And uh, uh, Todd, I, I really appreciate you having me on today. I appreciate all that you are doing um, to try to restore election integrity here in Georgia. Both you, CD and Press, Georgia Record, and, and, and everyone else. Thank you.